To you may be right, folks, with JB and Paulie D. How's it going, JB? It's going great. Now, folks, uh, as you can hear from the sound, uh, this is a uh, special Game of Thrones edition because very excited. Game of Thrones was just that good last week, and oh, that uh, here we are today. Excellent. It was excellent. All right. So, um, first off, uh, since this is the You May Be Right podcast, part of Elite Sports New York, the pulse of New York City sports, uh, Paulie D. Both our teams have played today. Uh, this is Wednesday. My Yankees just lost 3-2 to the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's never a good thing. Yeah, but your uh, disgusting, stupid Red Sox right. have uh, beaten the A's. Well, we're consistently inconsistent. What can I say? Uh, it's a homestand that's seen them split four with Detroit, drop two to Tampa, and now sweep the A's. So who knows? Tell me, are, are the Red Sox any good? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. The Yankees, they... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I have maybe. A, I have a feeling that with the Yankees, they just had a... Uh, Oh, man. So DJ LeMayhew was out for the uh, Arizona series because of, oh of a bruised knee. Another, he another. Said he, he said he, could, he was fine in the batter's box but couldn't play the field, which because the National League are a bunch of dinosaurs and don't have the DH. Right. Uh, either way, oh, God. And your stupid Red Sox homer, I think it was Bob Nightingale who, uh, who tweeted this right as the Yankees lost. He said, uh, "Oh, the Yankees—they're 0-5 against teams over 500 so far." Well. Hey, Nightingale, this is—I'm calling you out right now, Nightingale. <laughs> you, you can get me on Twitter at JB's World three two eight six. It's April. It doesn't matter that they're 0-5 against teams north of 500. I mean, right. why are you so? Why do you find joy in this? You're right for USA Today, which you, which last I checked, you can only get in. A, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna in call ho- it, I'm gonna ho- calm myself down before in, I go into full Lagreca rant mode in a, in a hotel hallway. That's, <laughs> hotel. that's where that's where yeah, I get the USA today. I get it in the morning at the hotel. You can also get it at at, uh, at lots of great. Uh, you can get USA Today at some at all many uh, Hudson News, New York City's many newsstands. Fair enough. It's an, actually an excellent publication. <laughs> they they do they do great work. But, but I definitely do always see it at the Ramada. Nightingale, ease up on the Yankees hate, why don't you? Please. <laughs> hey, man. Please. Schaden, Schaden Yankee Freude, man, uh, it's, is a powerful thing. But I still, I still maintain that the amount of wins they've been able to collect with this team, this lineup made of nothing but string, wire, and the hopes of J.B., um, is is nothing short of amazing. I still say that there's something a little bit special happening up there in the Bronx. There is definitely something a little special happening in the Bronx. Uh, just I can't get mad about the loss last night because Zach Greinke right. is a future Hall of Famer. He's that good. The curveball, like he he threw an Ephus pitch to Gary Sanchez, and like and Sanchez fouled it off. But just the look on it on Sanchez's face, he's like. Did I just do that? Sometimes you shrug your shoulders, you tip your cap, and you move on. I mean, that's that's pretty much all you can do. Yeah, but uh, let's get to Game of Thrones. Uh, now, Absolutely. Now, we each had some pr- predictions, Paulie D, and for the most part, uh, survey says... Not that good. Yeah, not great. Um, as for, you know, as for me, one for four ain't Yeah, one for four one ain't One for bad. four, uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm batting 250. What are you batting? I don't even remember what my predictions were. <laughs> I was so enthralled with the episode. No, I, uh, I get al- it. Although uh, most of them for me, because um, I think a lot of people, this is an episode where everyone thought things were going to go a certain way. Right. But it, like I said, across the board, survey says, yeah. So anyway, so I'm, we're going to set a timer. We're and I like. I know you broke these down by minutes, Paulie D, but I feel that we could just set a, an extended timer, sure, and just kind of kind of riff on this entire episode because right. we got to we got to condense our time. We have half the amount of time that the ep- that the actual episode was, if you could believe that. Oh wow! Yeah, that is not a lot of time. Yeah. All right. So I'm setting a 47 minute timer. 47 minutes. Very 47 nice. minutes. We That's got this. More so, than more than enough. Look, I really, I all overall. Yeah. If, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about the episode as a whole, I really like the episode. Um, but the ending, you know, I'll cut right to the ending because, you know, I don't want to bury the lead. Obviously, you know, my prediction that Arya kills at least one White Walker 
Um, I, that that proved pretty present. You know, Arya turns out to be the big savior. You know, the big savior of the day. But that ending made me realize something that I that I didn't see when I made all the predictions, and that's that the Night King was never a viable claimant for the Iron Throne. Meaning he was never. He's not a Cersei. He's not a Euron. He's not scheming to do something. He's just a big obstacle. Yeah. And he's standing in the way. Uh-huh. And, and I actually thought he'd get spread out more between the other characters. But no, I mean, I think they they pretty elegantly used him to kind of even things out a little bit. Otherwise, you know, what are you supposed to do if when Danny wins, she has her entire Kalisar, she has all the Unsullied and well, all she, the She doesn't have the Kalisar anymore. No, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's an it's an elegant way to to you know to kind of nerf Danny and John a little bit to make it yeah know, to make to really put the ending in doubt because correct me if I'm wrong the Night King is essentially one of the first men right who is like eight thousand years old yeah he's eight thousand years old so we're we're going into the books ladies and gentlemen sure but the, I mean so, but this is the, I mean but this is the lore that they're coming out of right yeah, and they're using George Martin's notes and all the rest yeah of it. he's he's one of the first men who got stabbed by the children of the forest and then sort of became the Night King. According to the show, yes. Yeah. That is not according to the books, but according to the in, show, Yeah, yes. in the books, we're still trying to figure that out. Right, right, right. They have an idea who it is in the books, whatever, whatever. So, so basically, on the show, the Night King is just out for revenge. Right. He's just he's just a baddie who somebody's got to contend with. And it turned out that somebody was the one closest to him, <laughs> which- He's Darth Maul after a winter fresh. Basically, right? And he kind of <laughs> looks like him a little bit for the, you know, the, the horns on the Head. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, but you know, look, he, the show is called Game of Thrones because it's about the Iron Throne. It's not about an undead army that wants to destroy everybody. It's not called the Walking Dead of Thrones, is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. You know, yeah. this this was always just kind of one stop on the way to King's Landing to dealing with Cersei and Euron and Kyburn and all the rest. So yeah. It's just something. It's why Cersei wasn't in the episode because uh, she that's it, it's not her obstacle. Well, most battle episodes I found they they don't venture outside where the battle is we saw this with blackwater we saw this with night's watch ba- battle of the bastards was the same way and also i and i was talking to my friend roger about this who's also a big fan of the show um every battle episode of game of thrones is a means to an end right in blackwater the lannisters strengthen their chokehold on king's landing Right, they uh, remove they remove a they remove a serious rival for the Iron yes Throne. they they neutralize Stannis right basically cut him off at the knees. Night's Watch it gets the wildlings on the right side of the wall for once right and it it establishes Jon Snow as a viable military commander sure. Um, Battle of the Bastards. It eliminates the Boltons. Thank God. Yeah, and gets the gets the Starks back in charge of Winterfell. Right. Whereas the Long Night, or in this case, the battle for Winterfell. It secures the North and eliminates the Night King as a threat, and nerfs Danny and John. And that can't be that can't be gainsaid. I mean, that can't be. Now, now, what that, do you mean? What do you mean by nerfs exactly? When I when I say nerfs, I mean it weakens them almost artificially, right? It's the Night King is was the way the Night King was used. It's a device to make it plausible that John and Danny are now, even though they have two dragons, are. Honestly, might be underdogs to secure the Iron Throne. Cersei's got a lot more firepower than John and Danny right, right because, now. Right, because they've lost they lost a lot of men. At least on paper, right. Yeah. Right, their armies are decimated. They lost the Dothraki, beautiful. I love the, how, the, how it was shot, Yeah, that, that was a great shot, just like where, where Melisandre like, lights all the blades on fire. Right, right, right. And then you watch them run out into the fray, and all of a sudden the flames are extinguished. Like birthday candles. Like, there's no, like there's, I, I was thinking fireflies. There's no amount of light. Of individual light that could illuminate that darkness. That's kind of how it how it felt to me. But the well, the point is, you know, the the Dothraki are gone. Most of the Unsullied are probably gone. The Knights of the Vale are probably gone. A lot of the Northern forces are probably gone. I think we're going to end up thinking next episode. Well, wh- other than a couple of dragons, which can be killed. Yeah. You know what do they got? You know, and, and it's well, well, you know, maybe maybe Cersei might pull this out, and you and you would have to do that because if she comes down south, you know, winning because they, you know, they killed the Night King really easily, and all the zombies went away, yeah. you know, by magic. If she came down with all the Dothraki and all the, ins- well, I mean, of course she's gonna win. I think a lot of this all also has to do. Um, this is where the Iron Islanders maybe, uh, maybe in the, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They might be the wild card. In all of this, right? 
Because Yara is back to secure the Iron Islands. Sure. And Euron apparently doesn't know about it. Yeah, Euron has no clue what's going on. Theon's gone after right. after a great goodbye. Oh, man. Yeah. Theon, you're a good man. Yeah, he is a good man. Yeah. And he was home. That's that, that's, yes. but that's what was important. Exactly. He, he was at the home he always... He was at the home he never had, but found that he did. And by the time that he realized that he had it, he had already done too much and he thought he'd lost it. Yeah, uh, follow that. Went follow down, that if you can. Went down putting up a great fight. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and so I think also um, the Riverlands could still be in play, right? Because we don't we don't know who's there and who isn't. The really. Tullys, I think, still hold River Run. But the Freys are dead. The Freys are dead, and the Tullys might have. Uh, for all we know, the Tullys could have taken the twins. Right. I mean, we don't know what's happening down yeah. there. We haven't. I mean, it has been shot. We don't. We, you know, we have no idea right. what's going yeah. on. Yeah, and. And what's left of the Tyrells and uh, and Dorne, they could they could come and help. Right? Who knows? Like Dorne, yeah. I, Dorne, I think along with the Iron Islands, kind of as a knife in Euron's back. I think Dorne's. Yeah. A, I think Dorne going forward for episodes uh, four, five, and six. I think Dorne's a kind of wild card because nobody knows what they're gonna, you know. Well, yeah, because what because they're gonna what they're gonna do now that gonna now be. that Dorne Martell and the Sand Snakes are out of the picture, like we don't really know what the chain of command is down there. We don't know what's going on. We, I mean, it hasn't right. been, it hasn't been addressed in in episodes and episodes. So, I mean, we wouldn't know. Yeah, moving on. Uh, uh, so where were we? Anyway, we kind we kind of got off the rails there. No, no, a- I, as is wont to happen with Game of Thrones. I mean, it's all right. We were just kind of taking a broad look. I think I think at the. Um, I think of the episode and seeing kind of, you know, who's who's there, who's there with who. I mean, the only other thing that I want to say about the episode is that I think it sets up Bran as, I think, arguably one of the most powerful characters. Hands down. In the in the game right now. Yeah. Uh, except I think for, you're right. I mean, except for Cersei's got her pet sorcerer in, in Kyburn, I think Bran's mm-hmm. going to, I think Bran's going to be a big part of what happens down the line. Yeah. And I just can't figure out how, because... The kid's in a wheelchair. Right. He spent most of the episode with that glassy look in his eyes. We don't know what he was doing. Right. Like maybe he was just meditating until until like that moment when he was going to come face to face with the Night King. And because the look on, I mean, he Isaac, was in the Ravens for a while. Isaac Hempstead Wright has a perfect face for Bran Stark as yeah. as the three eyed Raven. Yeah. Because the, when the Night King's coming up to him, getting ready to to go in for the kill, the look on Bran's face is all. I know how this ends, and it is right. not going to go well for you. <laughs> so wait a minute. Let me ask. Let me ask you this. Sure. So, so the way they shot that, yeah. The Night King. You know, you see the Night King, and you see his look, and then you see Bran's reaction shot, and yeah. then you see the Night King's reaction shot to Bran's reaction shot, and he kind of cocks his head a little bit. I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I mean, do you think that the Night King had any idea what was going on? It's hard to say, or that we, something was kind of brewing. That's, that's a very good question because the the Night King, above all else, the biggest mistake he made because you predicted he was going to fly to King's Landing. Right, I totally thought he would. Yeah, that was it, and not doing that was his first and fatal mistake. Absolutely, because this way he could have just let his army go down, go down, secure the north. There's no way that they could have failed. I don't think they would have lost. They would not have lost. Had the Night King flown to King's Landing, they, like, the north is gone. Unless the Night King is the reason why those, you know how like early on in the battle, they, they knew, kind of neutralized the dragons a little bit by, by like doing a spell or something like an obscuring mist over the battlefield that kept the dragons from seeing where they were going? Yes. If that's the Night King's doing, I'm not sure that the that the army of the dead and the and the White Walkers who were there without the Night King, kind of make it by that. But I don't know. Uh, speaking of the dragons, like right, do are there only, are there one or two left? I th- I think there's two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I didn't see Rhaegal go anywhere. I, right. No, I did. I, I, last I saw, he like he and Drogon kind of flew off. Right. So Drogon, I, Drogon flew off, and I think he's well, sh- taking a lot of damage. At a that. lot of damage, Danny. You got to get the dragons off the ground. And the way and the way he curled up at the end, it looked like he might have been dying. Right. 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 But I, th- I don't know. I, I took it that he was consoling Danny. Me too. Or that he was also. That, that's what I'm choosing to believe. Right. Right. I don't want to. I can't. I can't deal with another dragon death for at least another episode. <laughs> I can't. I just can't do. I just can't losing do it. Viserion was hard enough. No, right? it really is because yeah. you're like, oh man, you just kind of becomes our pet by extension, you know, right? You know, you got into, you got into, you, you you messed with the Night King, you got into bad stuff, and then here you are. Yeah, here you are, Vissy. Come on, man. <laughs> right? You know, gee, geez, look at you. No, but like, so as the episode as the episode opened, um, yeah, 
the only thing I have to say is for the opening sequence after the Dothraki charges, man, pour one out for these guys. If I had something to drink, I would pour. Right, out. right, right. Oh wait, wait. I have a. Do I have something? In my, yeah, I have my tea in my bag. There you go. Pour one out. Pour one out for 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 the poor Dothraki. Um, um, and that's that was really surprising. That they just were like, all right, we're, we, you know, I guess maybe. What, too much effort to find the team. Right. And probably too much effort to keep shooting the Dothraki on horseback at night. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all right, have them You got to feel bad for the Dothraki because right. they, they, they leave the only home they've ever known sure. across waters that they that they have a superstition about because, right. oh, uh, horses can't drink it, so we're not going to cross it. Right. And they last in real time in the battle to save humanity all of two minutes. I'd say less than that. Maybe. Yeah. Right. How, you know, but, but, you know, what did you think when you, when, what was your favorite shot of the Dothraki dying? Was it the long shot from the battlefield level or did you like the high shot with the, with the candles go, with the fireflies going out? I guess the fireflies one, but, but also I guess my favorite shot of that sequence was just Melisandre appearing out of nowhere. That was so cool. Like we don't know where she's been. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. On the eve of battle. And and then, and like we haven't seen her in a, in a very long time. And then she says, I'll be dead before dawn. Right. And then all of a sudden she just lights the, the swords on fire. Sure. Like then lights the trench on fire. Wait a minute. Wait a minute though. Like you do though. But you know, eh, you know, I'm here to, I'm just here to, you know, I'm just here to be a conduit to the Lord of light. So, you know, I'm going to light all these swords and trenches. See the prophecy of Azora. Whatever. But did, did, were were there like white Walker bouncers that like let her through some velvet rope to get to the, to get to the enemy line? I mean, my understanding was the army of the dead had the whole castle surrounded. No, knowing her, she probably cast some invisibility spells on herself that's kind of what i assume because because that's what that's one of those moments where you have to just suspend all disbelief right and say it's melisandre she gave she gave birth to a shadow monster that killed renly baratheon sure you got to assume that she can make herself invisible from white walkers would one of those shadow monsters have been useful in this battle absolutely right not. well i don't know i don't know about that man i mean i mean it depends like with the shadow monster because can, can it hold a valyrian steel dagger can it hold a dragon glass dagger can it kill a bunch of whites probably I don't know. I gotta. I I feel that you know. Go, I feel that if that if that was a viable option for killing <laughs> White Walkers, it would have been established sure. well on. Right, right, right. But right. but on the whole, I mean, she showed up, came through in the clutch. Um, kind of like it's kind of like. Uh, remind me, did you see Avengers? I didn't. I haven't. Oh, it, it it's kind of like um, I'm, say, I'm There's saying. There's like nine that, Avengers movies. Are you talking about Endgame? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yet. Uh, all right, I, I'm not. I'm not going to make that comparison because I don't want to spoil the movie. Sure, um, but I mean the 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 only thing the only thing I'll say is that you know if you're right, if it would have worked, um, you know I'm sure they would have established it. However, you know from a tactical standpoint, you know if I'm Davos. Um, I'm looking at Melly and saying, "All right, well, let's get busy. Just real, <laughs> just real quick, real. I mean, I'm older, and you know, I probably won't take. You know, let's get, let's, let's do this, and let's see if it works. All weapons at my disposal. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all. I'm saying. But all right, so she goes out, she lights the trench, and you kind of knew she was gonna light the trench. Yeah. Um. I, I saw her put her hands on it, then I realized, oh wait, no, she's gonna light it on fire. Yeah. Um. Because the, because that way they're they're gonna create the bridge. And then they, and then of course we saw the whites. You know they sort of bottlenecked themselves. Sure. Yeah, and which I thought I I um because I was watching with our mutual friend Mike, who you know loves loves combat, like lo- loves like military strategy and the like. Right. So we're watching it, and like we're kind of calling the action as it's happening, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, okay, well they're gonna have to bottleneck themselves at some point." Yeah. So they do that, and you figure, okay, yeah, just just keep the momentum going. But then sure enough, like. They're surrounding the walls, and then they're over the walls. You know, and but that's what I love so much about the way they shot, especially with the earlier sequences of the battle. The first, first, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the battle, they, it, you know, once the dragons came into play, they started frying the White Walkers. It looked like the Army of the Dead was going to overwhelm the defenders. Then they get roasted. Then it kind of gets, e- then it kind of draws even. Then they're winning again because of the mist. And then the dragons are, there was a lot of back and forth yeah, that th- kind of made you feel th- like, like I that kind of it's kind of like game 
three or no game four of the 93 World Series where there's lead changes at the wazoo. Right. It felt like lead changes. It really did. It was like, yeah. well, you know, if we can keep doing this, we can we can push them back maybe and maybe we can maybe we can seal this. It's thing. the oh. NBA playoffs of uh, Game of Thrones battles. Right. Right. You know, it's it's like, oh, no, you know, oh, no, here come, you know, here they come back, you know, they're, and suddenly they're roaring back. So I think that was that was a really good um, that was a really great part of the battle is that it did have so many ebbs and flows yeah. for the good guys and the bad guys. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's good guys and bad guys. Um, but what I didn't understand is that once the trench is lit, everybody just stands there. Like the dragons keep doing their thing. They get photographed like way, way in back. Yeah. And they're, kind of, they're kind of just roasting, roasting whites. And that's, that's, that's what they, cause you know, as dragons go on dragon, you know yeah. what I mean? But, after, like once they're stopped by the trench, there's no fire arrows, no nothing. There's like you gotta you gotta shoot at these guys, right? right? Well, unless you have, because I couldn't really tell if they had dragon glass arrows, like good to go, or fire arrows, something. Yeah, throw a stick at them, something. Yeah, because that that was definitely a moment created for drama. Sure, no, a- absolutely. Which, which believe me, I get. It was but, palpable too. It but was... L- l- let me put it this way: it, l- let's say for argument's sake, Game of Thrones is. is makes this episode into a video game. And right. you get to that point where you're going to you're going to light the trench on fire, there's going to be a cutscene, but then it's going to say like there's going to be the instruction on screen saying fire um fire fire is going to incapacitate uh white walkers right. uh shoot at them when they're stopping their tracks. Right. Or- and then you got to get the timing right of of shooting the arrows, relight relighting the trench, shoot the arrows, keep, relight the trench. Keep the you know yeah, right. Keep the keep yeah. the army of the dead from putting out any part of the fire and you have so you know and you have a you Yeah, know. you 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 want to that's a point where you have to be aggressive but al- but also like it's it's almost like boxing, like be aggressive but also stay on the balls of your feet, dart back and forth. Right. Um you know the the other the other the only other thing that I'll say about the trench is that um, um, I think it's here that the White Walker magic is kind of um, is kind of introduced and like I said before it's not ultimately clear kind of where that came from but did you catch the laugh the the dark laughter that kind of rings out on the battlefield now I listened to it so because because of Teddy. Teddy was in bed when I watched it, so I watched it. Yeah. When, uh, watched it as soon as I went live. This Teddy. also isn't an episode appropriate for like a six, seventh month old child. No, but I mean, he's but he's that was a joke. But he, I mean, Teddy, go, you know, Teddy's Teddy, you know, goes to bed at like seven thirty, right? Yeah. But we don't want to wake him up, so we don't, you know, we don't just leave the leave the TV volume on. So we yeah. have a we have a Bluetooth transmitter that sure. connects to headphones and whatever. So I'm listening to it in headphones, and I'm and I swear, and I know that I hear this like kind of like sinister laughter as as the kind of obscuring mist is over the battlefield and we're panning away from the castle did you do you remember that or did i dream that i vaguely do remember something right like it sounded like somebody laughing because right? like there was a lot that i'm pro- that i might have lost like in in the quiet because like because you haven't been to my new apartment yet um, i have not yeah because we we can see uh the train tracks for the for the one train from our window and and while it's a wonderful view of the neighborhood at times, the, if we have the TV on, the windows open, then uh, the train noise kind of drowns some stuff out sometimes. Clackety clack, yeah. Yeah, and, and we don't have, and the, the sound on our TV isn't that great. I mean, it, it's not terrible by any means. Right. But it, it was a free TV we got from my folks that they weren't using anymore, such as life. I mean, so, free is for me. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I do uh, vaguely recall hearing like some sort of dark laughter or, or right. like. Or just some noise out on uh, that side of the battlefield. So the trench is lit, and yeah. th- and then they don't do anything, obviously. And then, of course, smartly, because the White Walkers are the Army of the Dead is probably independently controlled by the White Walkers, right? They could see through their uh, eyes. by Army of the Dead controlled by the Night King, right? By yeah. the Night King, so they yeah. could see, he could see through their eyes. So he's like, well, I mean, I've got tons of you guys, so yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna put out the fire, sacrificing like five or six to make a bridge over the fire. Yeah, I can't really complain about yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's smart tactical business right there. And then Brienne of Tarth uh, got overwhelmed, right? And... Right, right. There you go. Yeah, she like. She she to be fair though she a lot of people got overwhelmed oh, a yeah. lot in this but, episode yeah but like they but they made uh, Brianna Tarth be particularly vocal about fighting off the whites <laughs> right, right right like like right, Jamie right. Lannister is in just in just as much trouble as as she is and he's silent yeah 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 the, the Com- well comparatively yes you, you got but, you got Tormund Giantsbane who 
looks like a Viking who looks who just is an aggressive individual as a whole. You figure when he's in a rack of the kills, he'll be you know right, like right, that. Right, 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 right. But he's silent. And meanwhile, uh, Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> yeah, I mean she was all over it. Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, it's a character choice on the part of the actor, and you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about it. What what kind of di- what kind of, so going forward after the whites get in the, after the army of the dead gets gets behind the walls of Winterfell, there's a lot of moments in the battle where it seems like the characters are are basically dead. Yeah, like there oh. was a, there was a couple moments where like Samwell is pinned to the ground. Yeah, and and they just kind of they just kind of cut away from him, and then they cut back, and and he's fine. You know, there was there was times where Jamie looked really, really hard pressed. They just yeah. got away from him, and then you see him again. So I, th- I mean, I know they were, you know, I know they do that for for dramatic effect. I, I thought it, early on in the battle, Brienne was a dead duck. I I totally did too. One because yeah. when she got mobbed in the first charge, yep. yeah, I definitely thought she was a dead duck. I was like, well, I guess that's that's it, that's yeah. it for Brienne the Beauty. But <laughs> okay, I'm done. I promise. But, but when but when they get into but when they get in the walls. There's one person you know we have to pour one out for. Uh, Dolores said. No, well, Dolores said dies outside, so of course we got to pour one out for for for. Who, who are you thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of the little lady. Oh, Liana Mormont. The little lady. Uh, but she, oh God, she had the best death. She though. she really did. She had a great death. Scene. Yeah, Wun Wun Wegwardun is crushing the poor thing to death, and she still musters the strength to get out her dagger and right through the eye, right through the right through the old eye hole. I I applauded. Yeah, I did. It was yeah. it was really good. And it and it what, was, what was Emily watching with you? Um, Emily was watching ish with me. Okay, it's, it's re- you know it's really violent. It's a lot. So she, so she's not into it on the same level that that you and I are. No, de- definitely, I wouldn't. Right. I would not. I would say that that is accurate. All right, <laughs> that is definitely. Accurate. I mean, at the, I mean, at the end, I, I stood up and and was, it was if not applauding, I was gesturing wildly. Yeah, at the deaths of each and every group of <laughs> group of army of the dead. That was crazy. Yeah, but, you know. So, but the one thing, once they get inside the walls. I will say that I did not. It's, we, the Night King finally shows up. I did not expect to see the Night King in this episode, and I didn't expect to see him he- heading for Winterfell. And it kind of looked to me like Bran drew him, draws him in with the Ravens. So Bran goes kind of scouting with the Ravens, and the Night King kind of reaches out for the Ravens. And then the next thing you know, he's the Night King's there. You know, the Night King's on the scene. I didn't really understand the point of. Uh... Brand scouting with the Ravens. It's like he wasn't telling anybody anything. Maybe that's going to happen the next episode. I I'm guess not, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what purpose closed circuit Branavision has right now. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it is, right? That's that's what it is. <laughs> that's, that's great. You know, he's B, you know he's BSTV. You know, yeah. he's, he's Brand Stark Television right now. You know, it's. Tune in to Brand Stark that, Television. That you, can, you can only get on that on that like you know really tiny regional cable ca- company <laughs> right, that, that right, your parents right, had. Right, right. right. It, it's like seventy dollars a month, but there's no HD. Sure. They don't even offer DVR, but but their like local programming is that good apparently. Hey, it's Westeros, guys. What do you expect? <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what purpose all that had except. So I'm looking for everything to have a purpose in an episode like this, in, it, in any episode of television, because there is really no wasted time, believe, I believe it or not. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are certain uh, aspects of um, of Game of Thrones where you kind of just have to roll with it. I I agree, but yeah. like if, if there's any purpose that that serves in the episode is to kind of draw the Night King closer, then that's what they would have wanted. Because they want him to come down and and expose him. I mean, not right. Expose because himself. because the Night King, you you figure he's got the ice dragon. That's a game changer. He can just hang up in the clouds and no one's going to touch him. But like the fact that he knows that Bran is there, he cannot kill him from the air. I mean, I mean he could, but he knows that's not a smart idea. Right. Because uh, uh, was that the Godswood or the Werewood they were in? They were in the Godswood. The Godswood. Okay. Yeah. So he could he could try to kill him from the air, but there's two dragons kind of kind of bird bird dogging him there. Yeah. So and he, he could try to kill him from the air, but he's also going to have to play. It's pretty much trying to trying to drive to the basket on a double team. Right. 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 Yeah. Basically, he's going to have to get through Drogon, Rhaegal, or Rhaegal, or both. And the Night King, uh, for all of his strength, is not Michael Jordan. No, he is not. No, he is not. He's not as clutch at all. 
as Michael Jordan is. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's a quick thinker, though. That's that's what he's you Russell can, Westbrook, right? He's he he thinks well on his feet. And when the night when the Army of the Dead first gets in the walls of Winterfell, it's also when we see for the first time the little lady who's going to become a big big star, Arya Stark. Oh my and, god! And she's a beast. Just watch nine months from now, we're going to have a. There's going to be a lot more uh, little girls born named Arya. Right, right. And a lot of a lot of Arya Stark costumes, I think, for Halloween. Like a, yeah, t- a ton I, we've of. We've been seeing a lot of those as a, of late. I a think, ton though. of a ton of diminutive women are going to go out for Halloween dressed as Arya Stark. Absolutely. Um, and even in, in, as Arya's fighting, you there's the uh, the way it's the way it's shot. Davos is in the back, and he's just like kind of looking on. Like Davos oh, didn't do much of anything this battle, did I he? I mean, he let Melisandre in, and that's pretty much it. I don't know. I don't know where he was most of the battle, but he's apparently he's not very good at battle. So, oh well. So all right. So you know, the army of the dead's in the walls, and then John and Danny are sky battling the Night King. And Arya survives a close shave and gets away and then heads into the castle. And so John and Danny pursue the Night King. And there's this really, really cool. Um, do you remember this when they're flying high up above the clouds? Oh, yeah. That, that was, was that, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, what was con- the only thing, though, I'll say it was a little confusing kind of what was going on when the dragons were fighting. Yeah. It wasn't always there, there clear. Were a lot, there, there were a lot of uh, tight cuts. It wasn't always clear, like, who was who and who was fighting who. But what did you think? Let me I, – I need to get this – I need to get this from you. What did you think about the library scene? Uh, I was on the edge of my seat. Right. Just just because, like, I, I'm a huge gamer, as you know. Yeah. So I've played enough games, you know, like from the original Harry Potter game to, you know, the Batman Arkham series. I've played enough games where you're in such a contained space – where you're outnumbered, yeah, but also, but also, like, need to be stealth quiet in order to achieve what you need to achieve, yeah. So watching that happen in real life, like, had to watch, like, to have to watch actual people do that, it was. I mean, I, I read after the fact that this episode, I think, was shot in 55 days, yeah, I, and, I can and like, that. and the amount of detail you see in it, it shows, yeah. Definitely. Like, who, like whoever directed this episode did an, a phenomenal job, and this scene I think is the silver tuna. Right, and uh, and you know, throw, Arya throws the book, and you think, oh, it's they're they're so dumb. It's the noise that that attracts them, you know, and that's that's the whites. And then no, it's the life. It's it's life that actually they can smell life. Yeah, and sure enough, they find her in the hallway and they chase her. Yeah, because. I mean, Arya, she's a bravosi trained trained a swordswoman at this point, right? And you can basically, she's a faceless man. She's a faceless man, but everything she learned at at the House of the Undying in Bravos, that's not going to help her over here. No, it's not because guess what? In Essos, they don't have to worry about White Walkers, right? Like it's they're called the Free Cities for a reason. Yeah, because even though like even though in Westeros, no matter who's king. Like the various seven kingdoms, they pretty much like there's the warden of the north, the west, the south, the east. Everyone can basically do their own thing so long as they're not pissing off the crown. Whereas, but also, un, but also underneath that, there's that ever looming threat of white walkers from beyond the wall. Yeah, Essos, not a care in the world. Yeah, and they haven't had to deal with it uh, in the books. They haven't had to deal with it since the time of Azor Ahai. Yeah, and that's like eight thousand years ago, and that's pretty much it. And after that, um, uh, and that's pretty much the lore. And you're right. Um, I think that the, I also I think that this sequence, the the library, that you know, are you are you trying to get away, kind of getting away, but not really, and then being chased, and then and then the you know her getting saved by the Hound and Lord Beric. I think this was for me the tensest, the the most tense part of the of the episode. That this was this was when I when I felt yeah the most. The most danger, not the most danger on behalf of all the characters, but I felt the most like, I guess, invested in the in the kind of the fates of the characters that I was following. This was the first time that you literally feared for Arya Stark's life. Right, right. And watching her, you know, run, book it down the hallway, and saying, "Oh wait, no, I, you know, she doesn't have the, yeah, you know, she doesn't have the the wherewithal to, to do all. This. She can't do everything. Right. You know, and then you see, it's the, I thought I thought that I thought that this was a really successful and very you know very successful at creating the close kind of horror movie tension that uh, um, 
uh, for the first time in this episode. I thought it was really great. Now let me ask you this: so she gets into she gets into the, uh, whatever room Melisandre is in. I don't I don't even know what room it is, and they barricade themselves inside, right? Okay. Um, and you remember Melisandre is talking to Arya Stark, right? Yes. And she kind of sends around the. It's at this point, by the way, that I figured my prediction was correct. It's like, oh, okay, she's gonna go kill White Walkers. Like this All is right. it's kind of what this is kind of what she's here for. She's an assassin, so she should kind of take out the big guys. Yeah. and sneak up on him and stab him. Arya killing the Night King. Uh, uh, I didn't see that coming. And neither did I, but it made sense because at the time that she actually did it, we hadn't seen her in a while. Yes, absolutely. And so, like, oh, and so it is someone who you completely forgotten was even there. Absolutely. Coming in to make the save. Absolutely. From literally out of nowhere. I thought she was going to like, I don't know, somehow sneak out of the castle and kind of get behind the, the army of the dead lines and start just picking off the white walkers and whole sections of the army of the dead were going to kind of fall. I didn't think she was ever going to take out the big bad. Although then again, I didn't actually even mm-hmm. predict that the big bad would even be in the castle at any point. So, you know, what do I know? Exactly. Um, but Melisandre says that you're going to kill a lot, that you're going to close a lot of eyes. And she goes, brown eyes, and probably Sir Marin Trant and other people that she's killed. Yeah. Blue eyes, which is obviously all the army of the dead and the yeah. Night King, and they're the White Walkers and the Night King. But then she says, green eyes. Does this mean that Arya Stark is going to kill Cersei Lannister? What do you think? Uh, that's really hard to say because Cersei. There's the Valonqar prophecy. Right. Uh, wh- why don't you uh, explain the Valonqar prophecy to some of our greener listeners, Polly Dave? So the Valonqar prophecy appears in the um, appears in the in the books, but not in the not in the show. They they touch on it very lightly. So there's a fl- I believe. the one flashback scene. I think it's in epi- I think it's in season four or five episodes it's in the first season yeah. it's in the first episode of either season four or five it's when young cersei goes into the tent with a friend mm-hmm. uh to have her fortune told and yep. she has to she has to you know give give the woman blood to right. to tell foretell you know what what's what's going to happen to her and she hears the first part of the prophecy she hears really the first part of the prophecy that appears in the books which is okay am i going to marry the prince no you're going to marry the king boom yeah happens um well i have children yep um, you, you're going to have three and, and he's going to have 16. Okay. Okay. That's the second part. Oh, and then she goes on, uh, gold will be the, gold will be their crowns and gold will be their shrouds. So they're not only, not only are, are all your, are, are, are all your children going to be royalty, but they're all going to die. So there, so that's the prophecy yeah. that we hear. We don't hear the second part, which appears in the books. Yeah. Which is, and then when you have drowned yourself in your tears, it's, it's, it's I'm paraphrasing, but when you have drowned yourself in your tears, the Valonqar will wrap his hands around your pale throat and choke the life from you. Valonqar being the old Valyrian word for younger brother. For yeah, for younger brother or little brother, or whatever, yeah. whatever it means. Right. Um. But that's so. If the Valonqar prophecy is in play. I think it's specific enough that little brother means little brother. I think it's got to be a, per, a male that, that does it. Uh, well, how about this? How about this, though? Because, like, I've taken an – I'm not – I know enough Spanish to get by and have taken a few other lang- language <laughs> courses as well. Fair enough. What if Valencar is only a loose translation? Right. What, what, yeah, because it could just mean – not the not the younger brother could just mean generally younger sibling. Right, Arya is a younger sibling. Absolutely, and so, and she is the surviving, I think, younger sibling from the Stark family. She's the youngest one left. No, no, she's old. She, um, Bran's the youngest. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, but, but Bran's not Bran Stark anymore. Bran's right. Bran's the three eyed raven, and really, I think he's blood raven. But he's okay. the, but he's the Bran's the three eyed crow, and he's actually said, "I'm not Bran Stark anymore." Right. So that would make so that would make Arya the youngest living Stark by default. Right. So she, you know, little. So that's she's little sibling. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. There's a lot of theory. There's a lot of fan theories out there about it that Cersei Lannister is gonna. Arya is gonna kill Cersei Lannister, but she'll be wearing Tyrion or Jaime's face. Um, Arya will kill Cersei. Yeah, Arya yeah will... that, 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 that's actually very valid. Arya will kill Cersei Lannister, but she's going to be wearing the face of some other younger brother. Like, there's a ton hmm. There's a ton of theories out there. A lot of people think that Jaime's going to kill Cersei. That's what I think. Because I, I, I think that, I think it's the, she's it's done... the best way to make that, make the entire story just sort of come full circle. Right, she's done him real dirty, too. Yeah. Sleeping with Euron. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just gross. Um, K- basically, killing their uh, their youngest child. 
Right. Yeah. Right. And um, but at, at any rate, so all right, so Arya leaves. You know, our Melisandre gives her a pep talk. Arya leaves, and then we're kind of on our way down to uh, down to the low point, and then and then and then down to we're on our way fast to fast to rock bottom. So yeah. when John and Danny takes take on the Night King, and they kind of and they kind of throw him off his mount. Did you think he was toast? I because I definitely thought he was toast. Wait, wait, say that again. I when, gotta process this more fully. John and Danny are fighting the Night King on the dragons. Yeah. And the Night King is thrown right off his mount. You know, he's he falls. He falls, yeah. drops his lance, all the rest of it. Sure. I thought he was toast. At that I didn't point. think he was toast necessarily. I mean, I I thought that was definitely a game changer because it's easier to fight the Night King on the ground than in the air. I, I would hope so, yeah. Uh, I mean it, it's kind of it's kind of like when you're taking the three point shot away from Steph Curry. Sure. Yeah. It's like it's like um trying to make Derek Jeter pull the ball. It's when uh, it's when left-handed batters aren't biting on Mariano Rivera's cutter. Right. Uh, we got about we got 11 minutes to go, so we are going to, to try to marathon through the rest of this. Um, but I didn't think the Night King was toast because yet because last I checked, the Night King is all-seeing as well. Yeah. So he probably knew that was coming and prepared himself accordingly. Sure. So, and then I think at that point, though, what he didn't estimate was... Arya Stark coming up from behind her, let alone catching the dagger down at the lake when she when she dropped it initially. Well, he had no hands left. Right. Didn't he catch her with? He catches her with both hands. Uh, no, it's with the he catches her with the right hand. What's his other hand doing? I thought he caught her with both. I think I think it's just kind of there. Right. He's just, he's just he got cocky. Right. He's like, it, oh, I'm gonna ch- snap your neck. Wait. Oh, okay. It, right. And th- you know, and that's and yeah. I think that's a problem with the Night King. I mean, after he survives Dragonfire, which I kind of thought that they said they couldn't, but that's that's okay. That's neither here nor there. We we haven't really understood the rules of Dragonfire yet. Right. 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 I mean, we know dragons are immune to Dragonfire. Right. I mean, what what does kill dragons any anyway? Uh, I think other dragons are a good start. Other dragons, uh, an ice lance to the heart. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it. Yeah, and I think any I think anything anything to the heart or the brain. Okay, but there's certain things that can't because the dragons as they get older they get armor. And yeah, they, but I don't I don't know the what the what the rules they're gonna do. I think the rules they've established are that those those big like the big scorpions those big spears. Yeah, you know the big kind of crossbow types with the mm-hmm. huge, huge bolts. I think yep. those can probably kill a dragon. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's but they're a little less accurate than the uh, than the Night King and and then the Night King and the White Walkers and their and their ice javelins. No doubt. So, yeah. And it's good to and it's I'm glad to see the back of those ice javelins. By the way. Yeah. Um. Glad that they're not. Glad that they're not there. But the other question I had is, you know, during the battle of um of John, Danny, and the Night King, where did John's dragon get? To. That's what I'm trying to figure out myself. <laughs> like you just gotta like is is Rhaegal dead? Right. Like or... jo- John's on the ground and then he's I don't know where he I th- went. I think Rhaegal is off licking his wound someplace because I would he, hope so. he and Viserion they kind of got into it. Yeah, him and him and Vissy really tangled up. Yeah, and they showed I think they photographed uh, Viserion like uh, raking raking Rhaegal with his claws. Yeah, and that and that that's a pretty bad one. So that's I, a pretty I, bad I think one. we're we're gonna find out next week for sure. Uh, let, let's talk about the uh, the key moment. Uh, so just to fast forward a bit, at some point the Night King raises the dead who have already fallen. Everyone's even more outnumbered now because we've lost several men by this point. And then in the crypts, everybody wakes up. Right, right, right. So at what point? <laughs> at what point? I I I think I I knew, and I think you knew, and I think anybody with eyes knew that the crypts weren't really safe. Like that. Yeah. You, you don't keep telling me that something's safe. And, and, yeah, and because I know it's not going to be safe. Right. Um, I did think though that Tyrion would do a little bit more to kind of. I thought he'd kind of rally the troops down there. Yeah. And kind of like like kind of like he did in the battle. The I thought I thought he'd right. see something. I thought he'd be like, wait, here's what we have to do, you know. And 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 I thought they'd kind of be ready for it. They were not ready for it at all. Yeah, because it, it they I think they kind of had to humanize Tyrion a little bit because as, right. as smart as he is as cunning as he is, they had to put him in a situation where there was literally nothing he could do. Right. Like he like his wits were not going to bail him out. Right. So so everyone's like so the the the, the army of the dead's wrecking shop in the crypts. It's wrecking shop up top. It's wrecking shop within what within Winterfell. But John somehow finds his way into the walls. Right. And I thought actually this kind of saving private Ryan stuff 
you know, with the with the the kind of music overlay. Oh God, my heart was racing. And that was that. So this was like along with the library. This is this was my second most tense moment that I really enjoyed. Yeah, of the episode because I, I thought this was going to be the point where we saw. We thought, you know, uh, Brienne was going to die. Where, right, where, right, right, uh, right. where Podrick or or Tormund? Right. Basically, everyone's at their lowest point. You know what I mean? Right. Like Sam's on the ground. Jamie looks like he's going to buy it. Any, any got some audio of Sam on the ground? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, Jamie looks really close to buying it. I didn't see Podrick, but I'm assuming he get he he got through. Yeah, um, Pod got through. He was he was part of that uh that core group that was kind of like on the mound of dead bodies. You know, he was with Tormund, oh, Jamie, right. Brienne. Uh, yeah, at, at no point did I see Podrick uh, take an L. Right, to say the least. No, I did not actually. Yeah, no, he's he kind of he kind of came through smelling like a rose. Yeah, uh, Brienne taught him well, but I thought that so I thought that moment was really really cool that um, the kind of like heartbeat in the ears kind of moment. Yeah, where John's just kind of trying to get through, and then we have you know then so basically we're at rock bottom and then we're then we're in the Godswood. Yeah, and you know and Night King just walks in pretty easy please. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah I mean I. My shirt may have come off when Arya uh, made the fatal stab. It was a big moment. Yeah, like, it was a big moment. Yeah, my my shirt came off. Mike, like he kind of collapsed to the floor. So like, oh, he would just he literally said, "I need to sit for a minute." I stood up. I, yeah, I stood up. I, I, I stood up. I was like, "Yeah!" Like I I I, I would have ripped my shirt, but it's almost it's it was also my only Game of Thrones shirt. Right. So if anyone so if anyone doesn't remember, um, the Night King walks into the Godswood with, with his retinue of White Walkers. They kind of stand guard. It, it's, it's like his uh his lieutenants. Right. His captains. Yeah. His right. capos. Yeah. You know if we're if we're gonna do the whole organized crime thing. <laughs> you know his capo di. He's the capo di tutti capi or the ice uh, the Night King di, di tutti Night Kings. But anyways. Um, <laughs> But, the, but the, so he walk, you know, so he walks in with the lieutenants. They kind of stay away because he's gonna whack, you know, he's gonna whack, you know, the human Google, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna press the off switch on closed circuit Branavision. Yeah. Um. You know, so Time he, Warner coming through with the buyout. <laughs> right, 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 right. So he's got to do it himself. So he walks up to do the deed, and then you know, then then John, then the sequence is John stands up in front of the Syrian. Yells, go, go, go. Then they cut to the White Walker's wispy hair. Something streaks by them. One of them turns. And then the next thing you know, it's an over-the-shoulder shot on the Night King. Arya comes screaming out of the distance. And you're like, no! You're like, you're like yes. He catches her. You're like, no! And then, and then, you know, and then, and then she does the deed. She, dro- she drops, the, drops the dagger. And it was awesome. Drops the dagger. Midsection stab, and then that's it. We got four minutes left, so let's use this. Uh, what little time we have left, Pauly D? What's that? Was, that was awesome. What What's happening next? Like, I, I have no idea. Yeah, the, the trailer didn't really give us any uh, any hints, although no. we we did see a, a ship bearing the Targaryen flag. Sure. So that makes me think either John and Danny go to the Iron Islands uh, to, and maybe bring back Theon's body, right? And then maybe as a sign of good faith, Yara and the rest of the Iron and rest of the Ironborn say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna sail with you." Maybe the Golden Company turns. I th- I actually think that does happen. Yeah, I think sellsword companies exist to change loyalties in stories right. like this. So yeah, I think that happens. Or and maybe and I think Euron or Cersei they they, they somehow double cross each other. They're just too untrustworthy. Also, we can't we can't rule out the Reed family. No, we and we haven't seen them. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't see them at the battle. For, battle for you know. Battle. Well, yeah, yeah, because Mira had had since left um, Winterfell to go protect her home and her family. Right. And she and she basically said like, "Why can't you be who you used to be to Bran?" And Bran's like, "I'm not Bran Stark anymore." Right. So, but her father, Howland Reed, was. I am literally a closed circuit television network. Yeah. With screens in every weirwood. Yeah, like this. Yeah, and uh, this battle was the first main pay per view event for <laughs> right. this company. Right, and 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 for appara- cl- and for Brand- circuit Brandivision. Uh the the uh, what do you call it? The the radio- let's get that trending, folks. Hashtag closed circuit Brandivision. The the uh, their ratings were off the charts. 
Really? There, uh, for for this uh, for for this first pay per view event. Oh yeah, you had people yeah. as, as far down as the Riverlands, kind of tuning into their weirwoods, just being like, "Whoa!" I mean, there wasn't much else on besides it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they do kind of have a state TV monopoly, don't they? Yeah, but uh, but I th- I think that at some point we're going to see the Reeds come back into the equation because yeah. Hal and Reed like pretty much was Ned Stark's best friend, right? Up until I mean, this could, this still could be the case in the books. It's not it on the TV show. A lot of people think that uh, Hal and Reed is the High Sparrow in the books could be yeah um, um that's a that's a crazy fan theory yeah uh but there's the there's so there's the reeds and there's dorn there, there's the riverlands there's the whoever's left whoever's left alive in the riverlands and yeah. there's a whole bunch of wolves with Arya's dire wolf at the head of them so, yeah so there's this you know this crazy and and, pack of and we can confirm wolves. thanks to a shot from Not the trailer ghost wolf. is still alive ghost is still alive thank god i don't know how Neither do I, but I'm I'm okay with it. I'm just gonna roll with it. Right. I'm just just that's I couldn't take another dire wolf, dire wolf death either. I, I I even said like if at any point if Ghost or Jon Snow dies, I'm not watching the rest of the show. I would actually have I would turn it off for the evening, and I would have to come back to it. I, I would be that bummed. If yeah. a, if, a, if another if another dire wolf or another dragon dies, I'm gonna have to take just a just a, a minor break from it. But I really do want to see how it ends. All right. So last question while we have a. Uh... We've got a minute left. Paulie D, based on this episode, we have to ask the question, who's going to sit on the Iron Throne by the end? It's it's Jon Snow. It has to be Jon Snow. It's got, right? Like, I, I don't know how it isn't Jon Snow. At this point. Yeah. I mean, like, it, maybe Tyrion has a Dark Horse chance. Danny did nothing. Uh, no, I think, Ta- I think Tyrion could get together with Sansa again. Absolutely. They, they had a great moment in the crypt. Yeah. Did you think they were going to kill themselves for a second? No, because I kind of did. No, I, I I thought they were gonna go down. They were gonna put up a fight as best they could and okay. and see it, and saw what happened. So yeah, I think I definitely think it's Jon Snow at this point. Um, and I think I think Danny's days are pretty numbered. Yeah, uh, I have I have to agree with that because Jon's the rightful heir to the throne. Right. M- maybe he'll he'll abdicate to Danny. We don't know. There's still three episodes left, and they're all on, all north of an hour too. Jon commands all the surviving armies, or most of them. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. All right then. And with that, are we waiting for the? Are we? Waiting for, oh, there we go. And uh, that is all the time we have for it now, Poli D. Ah oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, special thanks to the QED and Astoria. Always have a great time recording here. Hope you enjoyed our little Game of Thrones special. Maybe we'll do another one after the finale. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at JB'sWorld3286 so you can read uh, all my articles on Elite Sports New York. Uh, that's EliteSportsNY.com. Uh, Pauly D, uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Pauly D Sports on Twitter. Yep, and you can also read uh, – you have a blog too, I right? do, AnotherSoxBlog.com. Uh, it's it's Even if you're not a Red Sox fan, it's it's a great read. Highly recommend it. Thank you. And uh, you know what they always say, Pauly D. What's that, JB? You may be right. I may be crazy. Thanks for listening, folks.